Hey containers, it's Kristen Crow. Before we get started, I wanted to remind you again about MopsCon 2022. It's happening this September 20th and 21st. We'd love to have you at this event made by and for Mops professionals. So head over to mopscon.com register to get your ticket. And don't forget, Kristen and I will be hosting a live episode of Must Contain featuring Edward Unthink. We can't wait to see you. Strategic plans are getting all thrown around Looking for solutions that are stunning and sound So many buzzwords keep hitting your brain You don't know what it is, but it must contain ABM, what does that really mean? Data is that just what it means? AI, but is it really that smart? Let's take a minute to the buzzwords apart Hi, I'm Kristen Crow, And I'm Kristen Caridio. And this is Must Contain, the podcast from Atumos where we help explain the how of marketing, although we can't always explain the why. Join us every two weeks as we break down marketing and corporate topics and discuss what they really mean. And if you enjoy this podcast, please remember to like, follow, or subscribe in all your favorite podcast platforms. Okay. Whenever you're ready, Kristen. Oh, no, it's, it's me. You, it's you Kristen. Okay. I might leave all this in. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Must Contain. Today, our topic is something near and dear to my heart as someone who is titled VP of Revenue, Revenue Operations, or RevOps. What is it? Should we all be organizing our teams this way? Why do people do this? Why do they organize their operations team this way? Or is it just a fancy buzzword? Well, I can't wait to dig in. And our guest, once again, is Kelly Joe Horton, senior client partner here at Atumos, and our first repeat guest. Kelly Joe was our very first guest on this podcast, in fact, talking about ABM. Go back and check out that episode if you get a chance. Welcome back, Kelly Joe. Thanks for having me back again. I'm Kelly Joe, and as I said, I'm a senior client partner and a fierce revenue operations advocate. <laughs> All right. Well, this should be good, guaranteed. So let's jump in. I think it's probably a pretty easy ask to define RevOps, but can you define how people out in the market are using it and maybe how they're using it correctly or incorrectly? Yes, let's let's talk about what it isn't. Um, I have in previous uh, jobs sat in revenue operations organizations that I would say were not defined correctly or put together under what I would consider a RevOps definition. Um, one organization was led by a sales leader and one organization was led by a marketing leader. So what it is not, it is not a part of demand gen marketing. It is not just a dedicated sales organization. It is not a solution if you have a problem with your sales and marketing teams actually talking and collaborating which is what I think a lot of companies end up doing. They create a RevOps organization to try to force 
collaboration and alignment between sales and marketing. And that is not what it's about. Not a sales-centric organization, not a marketing-centric organization. It is an operations-centric organization. It should be a separate group that is responsible for software systems, processes, and data related to sales and marketing. Um, so the day-to-day -day sales and marketing functions would still live in those other organizations like demand gen, brand, and, and sales, but you have the operations talent all sitting together aligned for the systems piece of it. And as a spoken hub, they um, have a heavy dotted line into those other organizations, not demand gen, not just sales, not just marketing. It is systems and operations and data and process. So let's talk a little bit about how the phrase, the concept of RevOps came into being. What was the need that people were trying to address with their organizational structures? I mean, we've talked a lot about sales and marketing alignment, but it sounds like what you're saying, it's that plus other things, plus something entirely different. So what do you, what do you think the concept of RevOps, what need does that address for organizations? When I first heard the term, I had been, and you all know this, I have been an advocate for marketing operations, except that over the last five, 10 years, right, with thousands and thousands of new tools um, being added to the stacks, we are not just marketing operations anymore. And I think some people coined this term to sort of try to rename marketing operations and move it into marketing get more a part of the whole revenue operations sort of mindset or revenue generating mindset because we were just seen as one of those groups that just spent money and didn't make money before. And so that was part of the problem. So adding the word revenue onto the group tended to lend it a little clout, but I got excited a little too soon. Because the organizations that I've been in are not really structured to support a true rev ops function. They're more like structured to move the revenue oper or the uh, marketing operations team into say sales or marketing, usually marketing, usually sitting under demand gen. And that's not where it should be. It should be an independent organization. So I, I don't think it's a buzzword, but I do think it's a word that everyone thought they needed to use in their organization to be perceived as hip and cool and like trendy at the time, but nobody really knew what it was. What do you see as the fix for that alignment? So you talked about how it's like, we shouldn't just look at it as a way to fix your alignment problem or your collaboration problem between your sales and marketing teams. This comes up a lot in other episodes when we talk about what marketing operations needs to do before tackling complex initiatives like lifecycle scoring and implementation. So is RevOps the fix for that? I would say yes, if you implement RevOps correctly as a hub and spoke model, it would solve that problem. If you have sales and marketing teams that don't communicate well now, it's not gonna fix your problem um, totally. They have to be willing, but if you aligned your software systems, processes, data, and customer success operations people under one umbrella, and then have them have these dotted lines out 
to those organizations that are not on the operations side, you will have the ability to align that single team under a single strategy that overlays all of those organizations. So you won't have sales going off and implementing something in a silo without talking to marketing or marketing ops or any of these other organizations because that RevOps team will make sure that doesn't happen because they will bring that information back to their team for their standups, for their weekly meetings, um, to make sure that everybody is in alignment and nothing gets done in a silo. And I just wanna like reiterate that a lot of people do not, I wanna just highlight, a lot of people do not include customer success operations in this, and that is critical because that organization is responsible for a lot of revenue, for renewals, for keeping customers happy and all of that. They have their own systems and those systems need to be aligned with all of the other systems for marketing and sales. And in a lot of companies, they're not. Um, in a lot of companies I've seen, that organization is completely siloed. That operations portion of customer success should be in the RevOps team in order to make it fully functional, um, transparent, and have a single strategy across the organization. Yeah, so that was something I was going to ask about because in, in doing some research for this episode, I definitely saw infographics that showed RevOps as being sales operations and marketing operations. And I saw other infographics as, you know, showing all three customer success operations, sales operations, marketing operations. And I thought that that was interesting. I would love to hear a little bit more about what your thoughts are on incorporating customer success operations, what that typically looks like and what sorts of platforms that typically includes and, and, you know, just dive a little bit more into why that should be part of the RevOps function. So I think uh, a lot of people who are listening to this will probably identify with somebody talking about wanting information from a CSAT or from a survey, some um, some customer success interactions. And generally, um, we don't get a lot of that in our marketing um, systems because it's usually tied to the CRM and often not synced over. It can be tied to the CRM. It could be in a totally different tool, but a lot of times it's in a silo. And if you wanted to, for example, suppress marketing from someone who is, who is in a specific success cycle or having an issue or whatever, you need to have those signals in both your marketing operations, marketing automation systems, your sales CRM, um, so that everybody's aware where these customers are in the journey um, and what's going on. So I think no matter what platforms you're using in, in customer success, the operations people for those platforms and the people who set the processes and, and deal with the systems and the data should be included in revenue operations because in my mind, this is a, this is, that's a, that completes the entire loop. If you're just marketing out and selling out and not and not including feedback and everything, then you have a silo. It's not it's a problem. So you want to make sure you have a closed loop operation for RevOps. And that will facilitate a lot of 
visibility and transparency for the other teams outside of revenue operations. Let's talk more about org charts and silos and keeping people where they go or putting people where they go, I should say. If you were the CMO at a youngish startup, super hip, obviously, how would you begin organizing your teams? Startups usually start with team of one in a lot of these positions and a sales ops person would, you know, sit with sales. Normally you get into a startup and someone else is running Salesforce, someone is doing the email part and all these other things, they are siloed. I would suggest as those functions grow and as you add tools and as you add complexity and sophistication to your marketing and sales, that you start consolidating and centralizing the operational pieces of those jobs. I would take your sales ops person, and I'm talking about like the CRM person, not the person who is, um, you know, writing, helping write contracts or doing things, things like that. Sales ops has a million definitions. I'm talking about the CRM admins, CRM admin, marketing automation admin, whoever's running the customer success platforms, whoever is doing the um, data science piece. Right. So all of your data visualization tools that would also include things like data warehouse, um, talent and all of the systems, sometimes even finance systems. So all of those people slowly into one group. And as that group grows, you promote those people from within. Right. You don't keep everybody as a marketing operations engineer or as a sales ops engineer. You promote them to managers, directors. Um, eventually, you would have a VP of RevOps, and each one of these functions would have some sort of manager or director for sales ops, customer success ops, marketing ops, and the data group. And each one of those people would have a hub and spoke model out to their specific groups, and they would all report up to a CRO and most importantly, the leader of the RevOps team would have a seat in the exec staff, would have a seat at the table, would be seen as just as important and influential and, and um, critical as an SVP of sales or an SVP of marketing or data science, but they would have a seat at the table. And that's critical because what we often see is there is like an SVP of RevOps, but that person is from the sales organization or from the marketing organization. They are not a technology person. They've never been hands-on in any tools. So they treat it like sales and marketing, which it is not. So you need a RevOps leader who has paid their dues, been in the weeds, moved their way up to management um, in order to understand how to run this organization. It could, it should not be run by someone who only has sales experience or only has marketing experience. And I think that's one mistake that a lot of companies make. I see a lot of sales people running RevOps. They're looking at it from uh, just that lens. Or if marketing's running it, they're looking at it from a demand gen, lead gen lens. It's all of those things. So it really needs to be managed and run by someone who has actually been involved in sales marketing and all of the technology that underpins everything. 
Yeah, I want to dig. So one of the things that I see as to why sales leaders are often moved into that VP of RevOps, that that typically comes out of the sales org, is kind of because of the analytics piece and the forecasting piece and the feeling that you know, a lot of that data is feeding into revenue forecasting and therefore somebody from the sales org probably has the best handle on that. You noted that, you know, as you're scaling a team, you would put somebody who has a handle on the data analytics within that RevOps function, but at scale, you know, we see business intelligence be its own group. Usually I'm curious what you think like where the lines are there, there's, you know, sales forecasting data, there's marketing forecasting data, there's business, there's things that would fall under like business intelligence um, at scale. Like where's the line between the types of analytics that RevOps is handling and the types of things that are more like finance forecast, that kind of thing. Okay. Think of it as the tools underneath the operations piece. Mm-hmm. It may not be the data scientist who's building the dashboard. Okay. But it is the person who is responsible for the the data pipe that feeds the data mm-hmm. in from every platform into your data warehouse. And that person in the RevOps team would be responsible for maintaining the data pipe and the data warehouse and, and even things like setting up views in your data visualization platform or setting up permissions um, things like that. They may not be building the dashboards and they're probably would in a larger organization, there's definitely a separate data science team, but that team is generally not responsible for knowing how to maintain a data warehouse because that's a com- that, a, somewhat of a different skill set. If you've been a DBA before, you know, that's right up your alley. But if, if you're um, a data scientist, you would know SQL and things like that, but you, there are a lot of things you probably wouldn't know about a data warehouse. So I would say for the data piece, it is, it's about the operations of the systems underneath that the data scientists would use. And just think of how great it would be to have someone in the RevOps team that actually is a data steward, like that's their full-time job is to make sure the data is clean and correct and coming in from all the relevant platforms and that, yes, you can actually join this sales data from this customer success data with this marketing data. That's what they would do because the data scientist just is going to want us, has a vision of types of dashboards you want to build um, to tell a story. There are the storytellers, but they need the data and the schema to be built correctly for them to be able to do that. And that's the RevOps part of data as I see it. Now, one size doesn't fit all, right? I mean, this, this is my vision. I mean, this is how I would run it. And, and I have been in a team like this before. And um, I did run a team like this. So it it worked very, very well. And one other thing I want to add is that the leader of RevOps, I'm not saying that person should just be a technology person that won't work either. So a true RevOps leader or even a senior marketing operations leader too, or sales operations needs to have a pretty strong background in sales and marketing and maybe even customer success. I was doing tech support as my first job when I got out of college. So I've worked in all kinds of organizations. I think it's key that your leader understands the business 
how it works, how you sell, how you market, and all of that. They cannot be just a technology person. That won't work either. So you really need sort of an all-around person at the top to lead that group. We have covered a lot so far, and we've (laughs) talked a lot about teams, where they belong, your perfect world, what systems they run, and what it's not and how it's come about in some cases in the wrong ways. And I think a lot of that is can be partially in reaction to like how many platforms are out there across sales and marketing operations and even, you know, customer success operations and customer experience and just organizations wanting to consolidate the ownership of those as you know, you kind of already mentioned, what do you think the right way is to provide centralized governance over the marketing and sales tech stack platforms, regardless of the organizational structure? I think it's really key to just have a centralized group of at least admins that you could go to who really, really know the administration of the tool and not to take away privileges from people in other teams, but everyone should not be an admin ever. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster. So I think it, I think at the minimum, you should, you should centralize the platform ownership in one team and have certified admins running the show and they can create the roles and privileges to give out to the salespeople, the marketing people, field marketers. They all still need some sort of access. I'm not saying take it away. I'm saying let one group worry about the administration of these platforms because it's so, so important. They're set up correctly and maintained correctly. And, and, um, and then just, you know, let every, let other people have logins, just not admin logins, too many admins. So never. yeah, if that never happens, that never no. happens. But... So yeah, if you're not doing a RevOps team, maybe you have a business systems team that can maintain those platforms. Maybe not. Honestly, I, there's always a problem. There are always problems when the platforms are siloed off. People are buying stuff without telling anyone else. And you just end up with a lot of tech debt. If someone leaves the company, you have one person who has all the admin rights and no backup. It's better to have it centralized and have people who can back up people when they're out or, when, or if someone leaves the company. So at least the administration function should be centralized, in my opinion. You kind of sort of answered my next question, but I want to make that explicit. Like if I'm sitting in an organization that I'm I'm the Marketo admin in an organization that is just doing it wrong. Like <laughs> I'm very siloed from my Salesforce counterpart. I'm very siloed from my counterpart that's running uh, you know, some of the more transactional email tools that maybe the product group is using for customer success or Gainsight or some of those other kind of customer success tools. Where should I start in making things better for myself? Especially maybe I'm interested in in getting a you know VP of RevOps title or a, a CRO title at some point. Um, should I just start creating a V team of admins or or where should I start to try to get some of that experience and try to make things better at my organization? It's really hard to influence from the bottom up. We've all been there. It's a struggle. You have to, you have to get meetings with people. I mean, I, I've done things like get on the Friday company meeting and talk about why something is important or how 
um, you would make something more efficient. And I think you take whatever platform you can get. When you don't have any influence, you got to start somewhere. But you need to come with answers and solutions, not problems. Can't come in and just complain about everybody being siloed. You have to come in and say, let me show you how wonderful this world could be, this RevOps thing. You come in and say, look, if we consolidated and centralized some of these operations, we would have a better handle on our data. We would have a better handle on our compliance, um, our security. I mean, security in general, like someone leaves the company and they still have admin logins because nobody was like minding the store, things like that. So I, you have to come in with solutions and a game plan and you start small, you get people to start listening, to start respecting what you're saying. Then you can start sort of rolling out this grand plan that you have in your head and start suggesting new things. But I would say, first off, I mean, it's going to be really hard to get customer success operations rolled in. I would say that's the, the one that's the least common. And so I would start with sales ops and marketing ops and trying to create a relationship with your peer counterpart, your sales ops person, your marketing ops person, person get really close and do it together. Try to influence together because make yourself look like a team, act like a team. And um, I think you'd be surprised at what you could do if you just start small like that. Make friends. Make friends so it has all been comes a... back to Zoom beers. <laughs> Zoom Here beers. Here we are again. Always. <laughs> Zoom beers. Uh, we might have to change the name of the podcast to Just Get Beers <laughs> instead. So now that we've landed there, I think we're ready to wrap this up. Here are our three takeaways about RevOps. If you know nothing else about RevOps, know these three things. One, RevOps is about systems and operations and should not be siloed within a marketing or sales organization. There should be a senior peer between that organization, the marketing org, and the sales org, and the customer success org, and all of those folks should report into a CRO. Two, customer experience operations is a part of RevOps. It has to be. The full function of platforms and processes that are touching the full scope of your customer journey from lead to customer should be administrated and governed by the centralized RevOps team. Three, the right Rev operations lead should be someone who understands all aspects of the business and what falls under RevOps, not someone who only understands sales or who only understands the platforms. If this is something that you want as a part of your job path, Make sure you are gaining experience across marketing, sales, and customer success so you have a well-rounded view of how tools and processes are used to create the right customer journey. I think that's it for this episode of Must Contain. We'll be back in two weeks. Until then, remember, don't be scared of new platforms or being the admin on new platforms. Be afraid of the executive requesting a bunch of new platforms. This episode was produced by Kristen Crow. Kristen Caridio, Ali Stoltzfus, Lindsay Walter, and Claudia Lopez. It was edited by Kristen Crow. Theme music by Rusty Hall. Special thanks to Kelly Jo Horton. And that's it for Must Contain. I'm Kristen Crow, and we'll see you in two weeks.